I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E. T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of panic that's sort of being unleashed within the mainstream across the planet in so many ways because of the struggles that are happening for humanity at the moment. And if you're sensitive or going through an awakening at this time, or even you've been through it previously, you'll probably be feeling it. So be kind to yourself. More than ever, we need that chance to kind of check in with the feminine, just really drop in, give yourself some space and allow things to clear. You may find that you're picking up that energy and there is this kind of release that's happening and the more we can just kind of drop in and spend a little time in the heart and just orient yourself towards kindness and compassion, it does really help. It helps to clear it in you and in your life and it helps to balance it for the planet because we really are all in this together. Now let the magic begin. Hello and jai ma, jai it's Raquel and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul expanding and heart opening podcast. And this episode is with a rather free and deeply in tune soul who has had a huge, profound impact on my life through her many creations, Alana Fairchild. And since her first published work in 2011, Alana has created over 20 Oracle decks, 13 books, 27 albums of music and meditation, no joke, and also her work is translated into 11 languages. Wild. She's indeed living her purpose. Alana has channeled a unique divine feminine energy work modality called the Quan Yin Transmission to connect with the universal divine mother for healing the self, others, and our planet. Little note right here that I think is rather important. Her oracle decks are my absolute favorite and I've worked with many different Oracle and Tarot decks for fun and I love them all but 
hers, especially the roomy deck is so, there's something about it. There's some magic to it. I just highly recommend you try it for yourself. I've sent it to some listeners on occasion and I might as well now, if you happen to review this episode and send me your review to hello at euromagic.life, I am happy to enter you for a giveaway where I am sending three of you her roomy deck, my absolute favorite deck. Also, I highly recommend recommend listening to her white light frequencies collection the frequencies of Gaia the Palladians Lumerians Magdalene Syrian so many which I'll also link in the show notes and after you listen to this episode I highly recommend simply just listening to that and see what happens within you perhaps even meditate to it which I've done and in this episode we talk about her story and the divine feminine and Kuan Yin transmission Sarasvati healing channeling white light frequencies dark periods in life seasons of doubt angel numbers her creations of course her many creations and how she creates her process, and so much more. So you can learn more about Alana at alanafairchild.com. She is a bright light. You'll feel her energy infuse you, uplift you as you listen to her. And I could not stop smiling and laughing throughout this, especially since she laughs so much and it's quite contagious. It made me so happy. And I indeed, even re-listening to this, felt uplifted. I I just, I was fangirling a bit. I love Alana Fairchild. (laughs) And I saw 444 while listening to her on this episode. Of course, of course. She's so lovely and was so easy and kind to communicate with. I just can't sing her praises enough. Anyway, this episode is sponsored by the ever so delicious Green Chef, which I must recommend their plant-powered meals. So good and more on them in the episode and in the show notes. Also, if this episode or any other Your Own Magic episode moves you in any way, I would love to hear from you in the ratings and reviews of your podcast platform, which means the absolute world to me. It helps the show immensely, as I'm sure you know. And also, if you want to enter that giveaway where I send one of Alana's fair child's roomy decks my absolute favorite deck that she channeled then please enter the giveaway because i want to send three people her deck so simply leave a rating and review in whatever podcasting platform you use and there's a plethora of podcasting platforms out there so indeed send it to me so i know you did it and the email and everything is in the show notes anyway might as well get on with the show shall we I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Alana Fairchild. Amazing. I'm so thankful that I get to talk to you in your morning as well. While over here, it's about 4 p.m. I just love the feeling of the morning energy. I don't know if you're a morning person. I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. I love the mornings. It's so fresh and especially, you know, that really early time before... Everyone's sort of waking and all the, it's like the machine starts. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and the, the sun is starting, machine. right? The mental machine is just starting, gearing up, you know, you just press the on button. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that quiet time. I think, you know, you can understand why monastic traditions meditate so early. It's just beautiful. Absolutely. Do you get up in the wee hours of the morning or a little bit of the normal morning time, like seven? Um, no, normally earlier than that. It just depends. I most Most of the time I allow my body to wake when she wants to wake, but definitely my preference is morning. So that bit before dawn, especially here, it's beautiful. I hear the the kookaburras wake me every morning (laughs) just before dawn. And I think, oh, it's time to get up and meditate. And yeah, it's lovely. Oh, that is lovely. I'm curious. (laughs) What is letting you up most in this season of your life? Oh my goodness. There's so much. I I feel I'm in a very rich phase, but it's, it's very deep. So there's a lot of transition. I'm at the end of a cycle. I think, think karmically, but also numerologically. So it's a lot of tidying up and a lot of opening up to new energy and I'm feeling at any time I go through a strong transition in my life the divine presence it's so palpable in fact it's got to the point where the stronger I experience a divine being like Rumi or Mother Mary when they really come through strongly in meditation I love it and I'm in bliss and then afterwards I think 
something's going to happen soon. Because <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're here and they're letting me know. They always let me know in advance. It can be even <laughs> a nice. day or two beforehand. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. And I'm thinking, oh, God, what's going <laughs> What's going to happen? I love that you also know that you are in a cycle of your life that is ending, a, a transformation. What has this karmic cycle been like for you? Look, it's actually, it's. I think we have cycles within cycles. You know, sometimes we have, it might be a couple of years or it might be um, maybe even over 10 years or it's more organic. It might be, you know, the cycle of motherhood and then children leave the nest and then there's something new. So, or being a student, there can be all these different cycles. But this one for me is the biggest one that I've gone through in this lifetime. I actually feel like it's an entire cycle from from birth to now. And I wasn't expecting that, but it's just come through that that's sort of you know, what's happening and I'm just moving with it. And I've been working very hard, we all do, you know, on our path. Yeah. And so I'm I'm kind of excited about it too. It feels like it's opening up something new. So I have no idea what that will be. <laughs> That's okay. You don't want to so know. Usually, it's, it's so much beautiful no, to have the surprise. Yeah, you don't need to know to be okay. But that's also beautiful that you get a heads up from Rumi. It is. <laughs> it is. It's nice. It's like, thank you. I, thank you. I appreciate that you're – they're like the watchers, you know, they see before I have any clue that anything's going down. It's like it, it's reassuring because I think it, it lets us know the divine – always understands what's happening they're never caught you know caught Uh, out by surprise going oh gosh what's that mess you know (laughs) we better go in and help clean it up they (laughs) they are they always know in advance they're always looking out for us and you're just never alone especially when you tap into them I was actually just listening to your white light frequency series and I'm curious if that's one of the ways you channel or tap into I mean you provided this so first how did you even channel this information these frequencies to share with us and also how do you yourself connect with channel here or feel Rumi and the Pleiadians yes it's really vast it's it's sort of I think of it like you know those huge they're like receiving dishes that satellite dishes that they use for everything from you know television to um sort of receiving messages from the outer reaches of the cosmos. I I kind of feel like our crown chakras are like one of those really, a a great big kind of cosmic subtle energy receiving dish. And I've always had that sense of being very open uh, and very sort of porous in a way. So I do receive things and sometimes that's a challenge. You know, you put me in a shopping centre and like energetically that's hard work for me. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, I much prefer being surrounded by trees than being surrounded by all of that kind of intensity, but I deal (laughs) with it. Um, But the plus side is that, you know, as a sensitive and I'm sure your listeners that can relate to that sensitivity, the plus side is that you can be very open to divine kind of transmission or presence it just sort of seeps through like a beautiful perfume or a beautiful song in the soul and and you it's just something that happens quite naturally and is quite natural I feel if we learn how to just recognize it Uh, and that requires space so as I've you know grown over the years I have created more and more space and silence in my life and it's not something that I have to kind of think about doing it's just something that feels good I prefer it uh so th- that really helps. But the ideas just come. It's sort of, yeah, it, it's never something that I sit down and say, okay, now I'm going to do, for example, something with Mary Magdalene or now I'm going to write a Mother Mary deck or now I'm going to channel Rumi. It never happens like that. It's it's always this sense of I live my life and I direct things as best as I can, but there's always a considerable part of me that's open to this connection with the universe, a little bit like a surfer on a surfboard with the feet dangling in the ocean, waiting to feel that swell of, oh, something's, you know, oh, there's a movement and, oh, it's going in this direction. And then you sort of paddle to move with it. So I always have this sense of openness. And then these beings, these energies, whether it's the stars or Rumi or Mother Mary or Kuan Yin or Kali or whoever it is, it, it seems that there is this divine intelligence that knows what we need individually and, and what we need collectively as a human race. And they they just come through at the right time. It's like this sort of cosmic weather pattern. It's just like, oh, the, yeah, the currents are shifting and this is what we need now. We need a big Kali cleansing storm. And then after that we have, you know, oh, it's time for a gentle Lushmi rising of the light and <laughs> a bit more peace. And it's it's organic. It's it's sort of trusting it the same way you trust the seasons of nature. It's just a little bit less predictable. <laughs> ah, 
it's like trusting like you trust the seasons of nature except for it's a little less predictable (laughs) I also just love all your analogies and metaphors they're so beautiful and lovely and just flow through you and also your creations just seem to flow through you as you're just simply open to these different a variety of different energies because most people that I connect with that do channel they it seems as though they have a I guess you can say for lack of a better word a specialty you know or they specialize in a sense not really but they connect more so with they they might channel the Palladians or they might channel um, Magdalene or they might channel Syrians but you have such a variety because it seems your antennas are so open to many different streams ways if that if that's a good way of putting it oh that's so interesting I've never heard that before (laughs) wow yeah and well and I've noticed this especially like you just it seems you're always in this momentum as I feel as though momentum is one of the greatest forces of this universe you all have a great momentum where you just continue to create 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 whatever is channeling through you and so I'm curious if you even have a creation process what that might look like and how you open up to receive these messages to create for the world gosh how interesting I I <laughs> Uh, I think my process is really trying to organize. The flow is always there. Uh, that's always coming. And, and I think the thing for me, and, and maybe it's sort of part of my belief system and just how I experience spiritual divine energy, it, it, to me it's all one. It, it's all one. And there are just these nuances. It, it, one of the metaphors I like is electricity coming through a lamp and then different light globes and it might be a red globe or a, a blue one or whatever but it, it's all the same electricity and the soul is the lamp and it's just the light globe that changes so it's sort of the the light globe is like the different decks or the different forms or you know the different deity or even the different cultural or religious or spiritual tradition but but the energy of oneness in the divine is there within everything so I think for me it's not even that I feel that I'm necessarily across a whole bunch of different things. It's more just like, you know, when you get to know someone well and suddenly they have all these different facets to their personality and it might be like, well, you know, you're going to have coffee with a friend that you've known forever and it's like, you know, what's she going to be today? Is she going to be her fierce self? Is she, you know, is she more peaceful in her life? Is she going to be her gentle, playful self? And But that's all the same person. It's sort of with the divine there are these facet so I, I I kind of wonder oh what's coming through you know <laughs> what are we going to be working on today <laughs> and that it's all the same being and so for me the process is not really sitting down and, and choosing or aligning it's just trying to not be completely mad with energy everywhere <laughs> yes and and trying to create some structure just around you know, I write things down. Like I have, honestly, I'm not exaggerating, probably like 30 projects that I've earmarked and I've just, I've, I file things and I come back to it at the right time just so I can clear it off my plate mentally and just focus on, okay, this is what I'm writing at the moment. Like at the moment I'm writing an oracle on divine feminine shamanism and and it's integrative, like it works with, you know, I mentioned the goddess Isis and Tara and um, you know, Jesus is in there and, and then these beautiful shamanic teachings from indigenous traditions that are so powerful. And But to me they, they are all these wonderful voices, like a choir, but the one song, you know, they're all singing the one song, but these beautiful different voices. And so I love, I love it. But it, it's always for me, no matter what I'm writing or singing or anything creative it's it's a love song to the divine and it's flowing and and so I just kind of think what's on the radio today you know (laughs) all the same station for anyone who is questioning oneness when we hear this term there you said it right there so beautifully it's like a choir it's like an ensemble but with many different beautiful voices though it's all the same yeah the same song yeah And the same song. And I love, I cannot wait now for your new oracle. Even though I know it's going to come in divine timing. I understand, Alana. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) But when? (laughs) (laughs) But you you truly, I, I have to say that you've painted such a beautiful symbol of the divine feminine in not only your work, but also just how you simply show up for the world, for all of us as the vessel, Alana, as your soul, as your full expression. And so I'm just so curious, how do you tap into your divine feminine energy? How can one get into this divine feminine energy work? Oh, well, first of all, thank you for saying that. What a kind thing to say. I really appreciate it. (laughs) It's true though. It's true. (laughs) 
I think the main thing for all of us is, you know, the divine feminine is that intelligence inside of the heart and the soul that understands not only what we are in essence, but what we've incarnated, you know, what we've taken life for, what our purpose is. And it's not necessarily, you know, I think sometimes we limit that to a job, but it's really not. It's a whole being experience. So anyone that's really wanting to tune into the divine feminine, and I'll give you a caution because I wish someone had told me this when I <laughs> when I started, so I'll, I'll let you know that. It's not something to be scared of, but just, you know, you need to know the rules of the game, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the main thing to understand is that it will be authentic to you. So whilst, you know, what an amazing time to be alive. There are so many different things that we can explore on the spiritual path, and I think that's both a blessing and a challenge. And, you know, the blessing is there's a potential for great freedom and the challenge is how do I work with that with wisdom you know and the divine feminine aspect is really you need to be in connection with your heart and you need to trust yourself and you need to trust yourself more than the way that you trust the external systems that may work for other people or that society has set up for you because and this is the cautionary bit when (laughs) when you connect with that divine feminine and when you really say okay I'm willing to trust you. You have to expect that you're not going to know what's happening. I'm going to say probably most of the time <laughs> that you mm-hmm. will feel that it will be okay. You will feel that there's something that's happening. You won't necessarily know how or why, but you can trust it. And the way that you know whether or not you need to take a certain path or the way that you can show up more and more in your own authenticity is to find the practices that help you connect to your heart and to your body and provide you that sense of space so you can just hear yourself feel, you know. It's not so much hear yourself think, it's hear yourself feel with the feminine. Mm. Like I, I had this dream once when I was first starting to work with the divine feminine. And again, I didn't choose it. It just happened. My whole life fell apart, all of the structures. And I was already working in the spiritual field at the time, but all of the structures just fell apart. And I was just like, oh my goodness, (laughs) what just happened? You know, it's like everything was swept away and I had to start again. And at the time it was very confusing. The only thing I really had access to were my dreams and the, the divine feminine loves our dreams our, you know, when we sleep because we don't get in the way. She can be as weird and wonderful as she wants with the symbolism and she can speak to us really honestly, but we can't understand dreams from an intellectual stance. We have to be in that intuitive heart knowing where we allow things to speak to us at a deeper level. And one of the dreams that I received in that time, it was so simple, but it just really summed it all up. And there was a woman and a man and the woman was laying um, bare belly on the earth and her ear on the earth and the man was standing um, above her and scratching his head and he said, what are you doing? (laughs) And she just said, I'm listening. And I woke up from that dream and I thought, that is it, that is the, and it's not, you know, judging men or women or anything. I just thought that's the masculine and the feminine. The masculine helps us sort through and, you know, approach things logically and set things in order, and that's useful, but we can't lead with it spiritually. It it has to have its right place, and the feminine listens through the belly. It's like the deep visceral body connection to the soul and to earth where you just know If you really get out of your head and out of that fear, you just know this is the way and it's neutral, it's a quiet voice and you can talk yourself out of it and get yourself confused and (laughs) try to analyse and make things more difficult as we as humans are very good at doing. (laughs) But when when you drop back into the heart and that deep heart connection to belly, you just know this is true, that's not true for you. It's not judging anyone else, it's not about anyone else, it's just about what's true for you what's authentic and resonant in the moment. And that's the essence of the divine feminine when we come from that place. Come from that inner knowing. And I love Mm. that you mentioned that. In fact, this is such a beautiful way to express the divine feminine to others who might be completely confused is to talk about our dreams. I mean, our dreams can be so wild and vivacious and, you Mm. know, just vividly odd. Yes. However, 
in that dream, we know what's going on, even though it doesn't make any logical sense. We have this feeling, we have this knowing, we know the meaning while we're in the dream. Often, I would say, well, I can't speak for everybody, but from my own personal experience, my dreams make no, I wake up the next day. If I were to write it down, it wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> but then there's always just this underlying tone of knowing that you can't really put a language to it. It's simply just a feeling and knowing. And that is a beautiful piece of the divine feminine that is a great way to explain to people part of what this is but it's simply like you said just that that simple knowing you don't need to attach a logic to it because you always just know there are some things that we do in life I also am in a transformation and I'm like it doesn't make sense why I'm taking this direction at all no it doesn't make any logical sense and I know that I'm getting many eye rolls but there's just this inner knowing to follow it and that's all I'm trusting that's fabulous I love the way you describe that about not needing to give it you can't give it a language and it's true it's a different part of knowing it's a different method and means of knowing yes wonderful so beautiful and I know that you also do divine feminine energy work and help others so I had to ask I do I I run a number of courses but one particularly on divine feminine energy work is the Kuan Yin transmission and it it works with Kuan Yin uh, oh my goodness these five facets I call them our five enlightened mothers but it's (laughs) Kuan Yin the goddess Isis who I love mother Mary uh Tara, who is just divine um, from the Tibetan and Nepalese traditions in particular, and Kali, who I also adore. I've written an oracle to her as my my big love song to Kali because she's so fierce and wonderful and terrifying and, and fabulous. <laughs> so, yes, she yeah, is. Pure honesty. Fierce grace, fierce grace. Yeah, and they work together. Um, and that's the thing with this energy. It's sort of and in the dreams. And, and this is the thing. It doesn't actually matter how you do it. I love dreams because they're so honest and they're so powerful and they will never steer you wrong. Um, so that's, you know, but for someone who thinks, well, I, I don't really connect with dreams, you can dance. <laughs> you can write in your journal you can do art it's you can do in the shamanic oracle I'm writing there's a bunch of healing practices but all of my work has I was trying to figure out how many the other day I've actually written of these healing practices (laughs) but there's thousands (laughs) there's a lot and there's so many ways and it's just really about what grounds you to your body helps create some mental space and gives you the chance to feel rather than think your way through you know, and, and it's not even feeling your way to find an answer. It's just being open. The feminine is profoundly receptive. And if you trust her, and, and when I say her, this is not only for women, this is for every heart. And it, you can think of the feminine intelligence as the heart intelligence, no matter what your biological or gender uh, identity might be. And the heart intelligence really does know how to, you know, the heart field is very powerful. They've actually measured it um, in certain science experiments now, you know, catching up with spiritual knowledge. And, you know, the heart wisdom is very, very powerful. It knows how to attract what's needed. And if we listen to it and follow it, we'll be guided from within always. So it's just whatever really connects you in that way. And that may vary for people. And that's fine. Dearest listener who cares a lot about their health and the food that they nourish their vessel with along with where their food is sourced and how they receive their food and so on and so forth. Well, Green Chef has a special offer for you and Green Chef, by the way, is the most sustainable meal kit offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table and Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy to follow recipes perfect for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets or even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way and I love, I personally love the plant-powered meal kit. The recipes are so easy to make as they're pre-made and pre-measured sauces and dressings and spices so you can get more chef curated flavor in less time and I'm sure like all the meal kits whatever meal kit you choose it's so easy to follow the plant-powered meal plan delicious when I made a meal for my family which my mom is plant-based but my dad is not regardless they both still loved it they were so impressed with how gourmet it tastes but also so it just felt so light and healthy especially everything is hand-picked 
featuring organic veggies and high quality proteins. So Green Chef is offering the Euromagic listeners an amazing deal. Go to greenchef.com slash 90magic and use code 90magic to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90magic. That's 90numerical 90magic and use code 90magic to get $90 off, including free shipping. More information in the show notes and also a link in the show notes. So remember Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. And now on with the show. I love that you said it may vary for people Mm. because when someone might be feeling extremely open and ready to receive and they might, you know, cry when you might feel, because I've felt that comparison before. I'm like, why is everyone crying? And I'm shut off. And then I think when I let go of that, for whatever reason, my heart opened and now I cry with everything. (laughs) Oh, God, love you. It's like that hard energy and you're just standing in nature with your partner or whatever and he's like, oh, this is a nice sunset and you've got tears. You're like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And my sweet 76-year-old dad, he's also a Pisces moon. He literally, he's kind of helped open me up to it because he cries with every his heart is so open but my mom has such a big heart but she doesn't ever really ever cry it's so interesting. it is fascinating not that crying is the only way but it just it's one way to open and share yes gosh how fascinating and we are all different I liked right? you mentioned the word seasons and I was thinking you know I think when we're on the path there is this need to kind of differentiate and and it's hard to do because we tend to think in linear fashion it's how we're conditioned in society so you see it sometimes in the spiritual path where people talk about oh you know this is happening for this person but it's not happening for that person therefore this person must be more evolved and you know I always have a little bit of a shudder around the term more evolved because it's like a bit of a sneaky spiritual judgment and I think we don't 100% (laughs) thank you for saying that oh my gosh exactly I think a lot of the time you know maybe not all the time maybe sometimes we enjoy that sneaky judgment but I think (laughs) a lot of the time we probably don't and we just don't know how to describe it but I sort of think and and this is where the feminine can be helpful she's always moving in spiral she's not necessarily a linear kind of intelligence and if we think of it as spirals or cycles then it's not about you know oh someone's on this point of the linear race and someone's back here it's more about is someone in a winter if they're in a winter they're going to be more contracted you know at a soul level their energy is going to be pulling in they're not going to necessarily be feeling that joy and bliss of summer it doesn't mean that the open bliss bunny you know bless it's so much fun when we're in that phase but it doesn't mean that's further along necessarily. It's just a different point in the soul seasons and that's always shifting. And I think it just gives us that ability to accept each other and to kind of free ourselves from the burden of judgment. God, it's isn't it just a weight to have to figure it all out? <laughs> it's just exhausting. Absolutely. Compassion's so much more efficient. <laughs> Indeed. I love that you bring up cycles and seasons, by the way, as well, because I'm curious, I think you kind of hinted towards it, but have you ever had a season in your life that felt very dark? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. And maybe it was even challenging to feel connected to spirituality or the divine or whatever yes yes I'm curious how you navigated that yes look I I think the one thing I mean there's been a few times in my life there was one very pronounced sort of I I guess I'd call it a deep incubation period where it actually went for about nine years it was very challenging um and but it was also my initiation into working with the divine feminine and I think you know when I look back at that it was sort of the only way it could happen because I'm, I'm, look, I'm the first to admit I'm quite a stubborn, (laughs) stubborn and a bit headstrong. I like to do things, you know, in a certain way. So the best way for me to be 
kind of forced to do almost for my own good. It was my own soul. It wasn't the universe doing something to me, but you know, it, it's just to cut off all the other options. So that's the only way I could go. So I was like, okay, I have to try something different because all of the regular pathways are not available to me. Uh, and that's where I began to work with dreams and really went into the body and my spirituality only blossomed as a result, but it was difficult for that period of time. It was a real testing time. But I think I, what helped me get through it is that I always knew that spirit was, I never felt abandoned. I, I always knew they were still there, my guides, the divine, um, the love. I just, I kind of felt like they had purposefully stepped back and left me to my own resources because I needed to know and figure out some stuff. And it still happens sometimes, not as dramatically, um, but there'll be times when I'll sort of reach for something and it's just the guidance or the answer isn't there. And and I know that the answer exists and I know that my guidance loves me. So in those moments, I, I, I don't panic and think, oh, my God, I've lost my connection. I know it's still there. It's like mm-hmm. sun behind the clouds, but the clouds sometimes pass and you just need to deal with that kind of weather. So for me, I always look at those times and I say, okay, what do I, what do I feel? What's happening within? Because I think sometimes there can be this kind of unconscious hierarchy, especially if we're really wanting to work with divine enlightened beings. I mean, they're divine enlightened beings. Of course, you're going to want to sort of say, well, you tell me and I'll do what I can. But we also (laughs) have to understand that being human is extraordinary. Like many spiritual traditions teach about the extreme value, the precious, the ultimate value of human life and that what you're capable of accomplishing spiritually in a human body is beyond anything else anywhere, even incarnating as a divine kind of godlike being. Now that's something to think about. Like how is that possible when it's it's messy and it's <laughs> it's muddly and we don't really know what we're doing a lot of the time and how can we be these incredibly advanced soul beings spiritual beings but that's the point of it it's like it's not easy and it is a muddle but there's a dignity and a divinity in the human heart I really believe this very strongly I think the dark side that we see in human nature which is very easy to see in the world the hate the fear the projection the violence that that's not our innate nature that's from confusion it's from distortion it's from a disconnection from the truth, a forgetfulness of what we really are in the heart. And I think, you know, learning to accept the the muddled, you know, chaotic state sometimes with our humanity does not in any way undermine the dignity and the divinity of it. And I think, you know, when we are going through those times where we feel like we may believe that there's spiritual help but we can't access it for whatever reason, we just can't feel it, don't the first thing don't panic second consider that your humanity is magnificent and if you're muddling then muddle you know there's nothing wrong with feeling like you're stuffing things up a little bit and trying to figure it out a lot of the time that is the only way we'll really learn and I know for me and this is my headstrong stubborn kind of side that comes through but you could tell me the divine this has happened so many times Mm -hmm. divine said do it this way it'd be really easy and I'm like yeah, I believe you, but I still want to do it this way, this other way that's more difficult and I just need to do it. And I've learned to have a sense of humour about it and I've learned to it. And I kind of know it's not going to work, but I just have to see for myself. And rather than thinking this is some like masochistic, like perversion in my nature, I just look at it and go, this is me figuring things out and it's part of my free will and my birthright as a human. And it's not like I'm going to try and make everything difficult, but sometimes I just need to learn something by seeing what happens. And that's it. And then I go, okay, I I learned something there, which I might not have learned if I had have gone straight into the easier pathway. And then I I shift onto the easier pathway with the divine and on we go. Alana, I have major truth bumps right now. (laughs) A message that not only myself, but I know many right now needed to hear. So thank you so much for that. Oh, it's my pleasure. (laughs) And I'd also love to hear about Saraswati healing. Oh, I adore her. She Sarasvati is amazing. So the Sarasvati healing is a, a course that I run. It's I guess you would call it integrative light work. It works with 54 enlightened divine beings from multiple traditions. So there's goddesses, there's ascended masters or enlightened um once were humans and or <laughs> now are divine beings. Um 
they've attained and, and walked a lot of the human path so they understand some of the ups and downs that we face as humans and how to deal with it and then also the angelic realm and it integrates those three kind of classes of divine beings for one of a different expression and brings them through and then we do these sacred ritual practices that work with uh, oracle decks and music and meditation it's a whole kind of it's a thing it's a <laughs> it's a whole thing and we do healing chains for planetary well-being and all sorts of stuff um so and it's named after Sarasvati healing because it works with the throat chakra. It's a lot of speaking in it and a lot of invocation. And I just adore her. And one of my favorite stories about Sarasvati, it's quite a short story, but I love it because I just think it's so for me, I can be impatient. Um, I've had to learn patience and I'm, you know, I'm getting better at it just surely because life has worn me down as happens when you get older yeah. and you, you just start to think, my goodness, there's a greater sense of divine timing and instead of fighting against yeah. it, I've actually come to trust it and realise that there's an intelligence to it and it's okay to, you know, relax into <laughs> it. But mm. there's just a story about Sarasvati that there was going to be this amazing alignment of planets and all the gods were gathering and she was going to preside over it and you know the gods are all there waiting and it's sort of five minutes before and she's not there and four minutes and she's not there and everyone's sending out messages going where is she and you know what if she doesn't arrive and oh my goodness and then it's like you know 30 seconds before and she's still not there and everyone's panicking and then her uh, divine husband decides that maybe she's not coming and it's like 10 seconds before and he's freaking out. So he puts this other um, like substitute uh, being on the throne where she's supposed to sit. And, <laughs> and of course, at the exact stroke of the moment when everything's happening, Sarasvati just appears, you know, perfectly amazing and, <laughs> and he's just furious that there's this <laughs> other being on her throne. And she just said, you know, she gave everyone a good talking to she said you know better than this <laughs> divine timing not a moment too soon and not a moment later I you know I am divine timing and the perfection of when something needs to happen I will be there you know and everyone was like oh my gosh so <laughs> <laughs> so I love, I love that, that story. Yeah. yeah it just reminds us you know we don't have to kind of bare knuckle it we can just kind of go oh, okay it will happen at the right moment it will happen at the right moment. Everything happens in divine timing. In fact, we're talking right now in divine timing for whatever reason. Yes. And I already feel it. I'm feeling super grateful, by oh, the way. So am I. You're so easy to talk <laughs> to. It's lovely. Well, mm -hmm. we have a lot of stuff that we like to talk about that are quite in sync. <laughs> also, angel numbers. I am fascinated, even in my seasons when I might be in doubt, for whatever reason, one thing that always draws me back in are angel numbers because yeah. I'll see... 444 all the time or 333-1111. I know that many, many tend to notice it. And I'm just curious from your perspective, since you have so many different creations that involve angel numbers, mm. I'm curious of your perspective of angel numbers, what they are, their significance, and also perhaps what you may even see most often. I love working with the numbers. And in, in fact, there was a period in my life, it was before I wrote the book, uh, Messages in the Numbers, that kind of goes through the various number patterns and what my spiritual interpretation of those is. And I remember at the time, I was seeing them all the time I felt like it was getting to the point where I was going a bit nuts and I was like, okay, I have to write this book <laughs> yep. because otherwise this is, I'm, you know, it was just crazy. It was like everywhere. Wow. Um, <laughs> it was, so it was sort of like, okay, I feel like I really need to do this. But I love it. It's just to me it's, it's playful, you know. It's this beautiful communication that just, and when it's surprising, you know, you don't expect it and you just kind of, oh, I, I still feel it. It's like I've flip on my phone I'm having a thought and there's an you know it's 11 11 yeah. or you know it's three three threes everywhere when I'm traveling or or you know the I still remember at one time I was oh gosh it was a long time ago but I, I still remember it. I had a question about finances I was a bit concerned about something and then I I was at the grocery store and I still remember it was the exact amount was like $44 and 44 cents or something like that. And I was just like, oh my gosh. It just is, it's this beautiful play of communication with the universe. And I think there's something very special about the numbers because we see them, they are there. They're, they're objective in that way. It's not like, you know, for someone seeing a crow or hearing a cockatoo or seeing a white dove or a white feather somewhere, we all might have slightly different interpretations about what that means. But numbers, you know, they're just there. 
you know, you can't fake an 11-11. (laughs) Right, right. Also, I have to say that the exact same thing happened to me where I was having a financial situation and I was questioning a lot and I checked out of the grocery store and my total was 44.44. And I was like, oh, (laughs) everything's going to be just fine. It is amazing. That exact same thing (laughs) happened to me. And now someone's going to be listening and the same thing's going to happen to them. And if it does, they have to let me know. (laughs) can share your number stories. Yeah. I think it just gives us this beautiful sense that we are participating and we are. We are participating in something within this universe. And I think, you know, for people who are on the fringe of awareness and belief systems, and we are, you know, there's a lot of us, but but we're still a minority. Mainstream consciousness is still very much anchored in that sort of lower vibrational fear and control, power game, blame sort of situation. And and I, I forget sometimes because I don't live in that world and then something will happen on social media and, you know, my beautiful social media angel will say, oh, look, I think you need to write something about this. Have a look at this. And mm-hmm. I look back and I think, are we still doing this? I thought we stopped doing this in the 90s. Like what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're, we're still doing it. So, okay. It's so timeless. <laughs> still happening. <laughs> so we just need to realise that you know, as we evolve and we shift and and we're unplugging from certain mainstream belief systems, there can be this sort of period of time that we go through where we might feel a little bit like, you know, what's my place? Where do I fit in? You know, am I on my own? Because you might not have a lot of people around you that think in the same way. And I always say to people, you know, like think of the lights on the Christmas tree. They're not all clumped together having a party in one spot. They spread out so that the whole tree can be illuminated. And it's the same with spiritual lights or you can think of street lights, you know. It'd be great if they're all having a cup of coffee on one corner, fun for them, but (laughs) terrible for everyone else. So (laughs) they need to be spread out. And I think, you know, just having the sense of numbers or the ways that you connect, like the work that you're doing, with podcasting, it's so important because it helps us feel that connection, sort of the invisible wires, the spiritual wires that connect us and that we're not alone. And so there's something really beautiful when you have that kind of number play and you realise that the universe is, is with me, you know, the divine is with me and it really is. Like I know there are times when we feel alone and we feel weird and we don't fit in and, and we're so sort of outside of the mainstream consciousness of where things feel safe because that is part of mainstream consciousness. It's not real, by the way, that things are more safe in that. It's not real at all. But part of the delusion of mainstream consciousness is if you stick with the herd, you're safer. And it's just it's a kind of biological kind of evolutionary kind of thing that eventually – you know, you do outgrow spiritually because you realize that if you want to evolve into your, let's say, divine feminine authenticity and fulfill your heart and and you crave the freedom that your spirit knows that is your essence, your nature, like you sort of can't help yourself at one point. You think, gosh, I know this is going to have some challenges and this is going to be more difficult in a way, but there's a sweetness that I'm evolving towards and that I'm hungry for and I really have to experience it and I can't experience it if I stay in that kind of denser vibration. So I have to take the journey. And I I think we just, we need to honour it and we need to know that it's more safe to do that, funnily enough, because you're in your authenticity. And when you're in your authenticity, you're in your empowerment. And when you're in your empowerment, your spiritual vibration is stronger. And when that's stronger, it's much, much easier to perceive guidance, to attract in what you need. It just doesn't have to go through so many obstacles. And it's not even about some humans are loved more or more spiritual than others. That's all nonsense. You know, we're all the same essence, but it's just, it's so much mechanically, it's easier. There's less impediment in the way. And I think with any kind of sort of stress about certain things in your life, whether it's financial or whether it's uh, emotional or relationship or anything really, you know, I'm such a big believer because this has been my experience. Spirit is so practical. So anything you want to heal and change, just ask and you'll be shown. There's so much grace. We don't have to beg for enlightenment. It's like (laughs) the whole universe wants your fulfilment, like wants your happiness and your liberation. I mean, what a beautiful belief system to be in that you have all these forces conspiring for you not against you so 
beautifully said. Alana, again, truth bumps galore right now. (laughs) Oh man, there's so much little nuggets to point at as well. Like I want to mention that I love that you talk about how we are so unique that we don't have to. In fact, it's best if we don't try to be part of the herd. Maybe it does call to some people. I don't know. But it also has been a challenge of mine, strangely. But then I also, at the same time, have way more grace and peace and ease with not being somebody that's super active on social media. Mm. Though at the same time, we're also in this society where it's always, it's like, you have to post Instagram. You have to do this. At times, it can be a little challenging for me. But at the same time, in the long run, I really am honoring myself. Yes, and that inner knowing that it's okay that I'm not as active as others if that makes sense oh it does I love that you've said that because I think this is really important and this is the interplay of the masculine and the feminine and I think if we can see that for what it is it makes it easier to navigate and this applies for not only for those that are wanting to make their mark as you know light lights and um, spiritual guides and and teachers because I imagine there'll be a number of those that are listening to this but it's also just for those that want to navigate their life with some kind of inner integrity that honors the soul and and so I, I just want to say like the the whole thing around technology and social media and it's such a big part of our lives now in the modern world and for me that energy is like the masculine spiritual light in the sense that it's just always on. It's, you know, it, it, that's its nature. And spirit's like that, you know, not the soul, but spirit is like that. It's always on. It's never fatigued. It's always there. That's why a lot of people, if they are, you know, particularly creative or um, spiritually oriented types, and they can burn out um, because there's, there's so many ideas. Like I don't have the human capacity to bring through all of the ideas that I have from spirit. It's just it's not actually possible, um, and that's fine. I don't mind that because spirit is infinite and the time that we have on earth and the way that we work with the body is very different. It's not a linear always-on energy, but it doesn't mean it's bad like that how amazing you know that's an astonishing thing that the the masculine kind of consciousness and this is not about men and women this is just about masculine feminine kind of um at a spiritual level at an energetic level at an archetypal level it's always on that's its nature so okay so we kind of put that in a bubble and say okay that's what that is and then we look at the feminine which is the body the earth and the soul and that has seasons. It's organic. The wisdom lessons, the teachings for that are from nature. So we look at nature. She thrives and she creates, but she's not always midsummer. She's not. She couldn't live with that. She creates an energy field around the planet to deal with the light from the sun. And she moves and rotates so that the light can actually shift and she has then day and night and she has seasons and this is what supports life. So the feminine teaching is, okay, we need light, we need that kind of masculine, we need spirit, but we have to learn how to balance that always on energy in such a way that life flourishes. Otherwise, you know, the body will burn out, you'll end up with exhaustion, you won't want to do your work anymore because you'll just be too tired or you'll never be able to fulfill all the demands or whatever it is. And, you know, and you lose balance, you lose connection with your authentic kind of presence within the body. And so that the interplay is this dance. It's like, well, how do I work with both of those? And you have to always, I think for well-being and especially in the modern world where there is this pull towards the masculine, we have to be able to handle that with wisdom, see its benefit. There's a lot of benefit. I mean, you're working with the masculine when you do these um, podcasting, you're putting that energy out. It's amazing. You're moving beyond time and space and you're sharing something with a lot of people. That has value. But if you try to do it all the time and you didn't give yourself time to sleep and you didn't give yourself time to meditate or just to switch off and, I don't know, Netflix and chill or whatever it is for you that you need to do, then your spiritual path wouldn't happen because your soul wouldn't grow. The soul needs downtime. It needs winter. It's it's an organic being. So, you know, feeling that you balance the the demands of mainstream culture that just 
wants to always kind of worship the masculine and realize the masculine has a place and it has value, but its best value and its best functionality is when it honors the feminine. And, And it's kind of like, we don't always see, unless we've been very lucky and maybe being raised in a a household, for example, or or have friends around us that have really functional um, kind of male-female dynamics in a relationship, whether it's gay, straight or otherwise, doesn't matter, but the energies work well. Unless we see that, you know, I know divorce is high, there can be friction and conflict, and so maybe we haven't necessarily seen what the healthiest and most functional form of that energy exchange looks like, so we have to create it, we have to figure it out for ourselves and the masculine is so much stronger um, in technology and and so much more widely available through that that we just have a job to do that we probably didn't really have in the same way previously you know in different societies modern society is a unique challenge and I think inherent in in that challenge is a tremendous capacity for spiritual growth as I said it's amazing time Mm -hmm. to be alive it's really (laughs) you might not seem like it sometimes but it's incredibly blessed like if you're alive at this time you have very good karma you really do because the progress you can make um, at this particular phase in in humanity especially with everything that's been happening health-wise and politically it's just it's it's incredible absolutely and everything you just said is a message I indeed needed to hear and I felt deeply and I was looking at the clock during a period Ah. of it and it was 444 so I was having Ah. A super magical moment, hearing Alana Fairchild's voice in my ears while the candle is flickering right next to my stage, and there's 4, 4, 4 p.m. I'm like, is this really happening right now? So yeah, you're right. It's a very magical time to be alive. That's so hilarious. (laughs) Oh, I'm so great. Do you have time for rapid fire? Uh, yes, I don't know what that is, but it sounds exciting. <laughs> Basically, I'm going to ask More you terrifying. to that. It's a little terrifying. No, no, no. It's not at all. <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll be okay. <laughs> Before rapid fire, though, do you have any messages that are coming to heart you want to share? I would just say to really, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of panic that's sort of being unleashed within the mainstream across the planet in so many ways because of the struggles that are happening for humanity at the moment. And if you're sensitive or going through an awakening at this time um, or, or even you've been through it previously, you'll probably be feeling it. So be kind to yourself. Give yourself more than ever. We need that chance to kind of check in with the feminine, just really drop in, give yourself some space and allow things to clear because you you may find that you're you're picking up that energy and, and trying to make it make sense in your own life when it's actually nothing to do with you personally and, and there's actually nothing to panic about in your life. You know, who knew? It's everything's fine. But there is this kind of release that's happening and the more we can just kind of drop in and spend a little time in the heart and just orient yourself towards kindness and compassion, it does really help. It helps to clear it in your in you and in your life and it, it helps to balance it for the planet uh, because we really are all in this together we are we are and that is a message that is all over the cities in america and i'm sure in australia as well and it's not only having to do with the pandemic but it really is a representation that we're all in this together and sometimes lately at least the past year has really challenged me and my i've always have been a very compassionate person but the past year has challenged that in some ways and Mm. but I'm thankful for it because guess what? I felt like it took me to another level and expanded my heart more. So I'm very thankful for that. That's exactly right. Yes, that's exactly what happens. So we never have to worry if you're kind of feeling that energy creeping in and you think, I don't want to feel like hatred or fear or judgment in my heart, but don't judge yourself for it. Just say, oh, I'm, I need to stretch my heart to be able to hold more compassion than, <laughs> than what's erupting and, and it's fine. That's how we grow. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready for rapid fire? Yeah, fire away, woman. Yeah. Fire away. Okay, okay. <laughs> Are you more into, okay, Sage or Palo Santo? <sighs> Oh, do I have to choose? Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> choosing a child. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Sage. I'm going to be old school just for today. Yeah. Might be different tomorrow. Right, exactly. Just for today. This is just for right now in this moment. Coffee or tea? Tea. Tea? What kind of tea? Uh, green tea I like, but mm-hmm. I also like to smell coffee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the smell. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I love the smell of coffee. The smell itself wakes me up. Yeah, it's very cleansing. <laughs> It is. Vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. (laughs) 
<laughs> no question. So much. <laughs> no question. Oh man, so good. And then now I am gonna ask for you to choose, and you do mm-hmm. not have to choose between one of your babies this time. But do you have a favorite tarot deck, oracle deck that you created? Uh, I'm gonna no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible guest. <laughs> this is the, your worst far guest on this. True. Far <laughs> from true. Far from true. <laughs> Um, But I'll I'll say for today, I'm really feeling uh, Mother Mary because she's been with me very strongly the last few days. Um, But no, I don't have a favourite. (laughs) How about a favourite era of music? Oh, there's two. I like the 80s. Um, I just do because that's I was growing up in that era. And I love 90s house music. I can't help myself. Yes. I, I same. I understand 100%. <laughs> oh, man. Are you reading anything? I'm reading a book by Marion Woodman, who I just love. She's um, She passed away not that long ago, but a Canadian psychotherapist um, and Jungian analyst. And it's a book on, Ooh. it's called The Ravaged Bridegroom. And it's a book on masculinity in women. <gasps> fabulous anything she's written there's another one she wrote called addiction to perfection and another one called the conscious feminine but anything by her she's just she's a bit weird she's she's wonderful just wonderful she sounds amazing and I heard Colleen Mm. and I'm like yes yes (laughs) yes how about oh yeah how about any shows I love um Turkish soap operas (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) this is great I think it's That's all a passion. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love I that. It's a past life, whatever. I mean, they need English subtitles, but <laughs> it's absolutely past life. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't help myself. I just, I um, it's a memory coming up. Yeah, and the lushness of the culture, especially Aww. if it's set historically back in yeah. the um the Sultan era. I'm pretty sure I was around then. So yeah, I just love it. The color and the. Mm. Speaking of past lives, what, do you mind sharing one or two past lives that you might potentially remember if you remember any? I do remember them. They're not that exciting though. I, you know, people say, oh, is this, oh, is that. I, I had one I remembered. Um, I was a Roman soldier. I wasn't very nice. That's amazing. I, it wasn't, <laughs> I just kind of looked at it and I thought, I understand why I'm working with the divine feminine this lifetime because I really Ah. didn't respect it very much in that lifetime I was a real kind of man's man and I was interested (laughs) in politics and kind of the almost the opposite of this lifetime and I kind of thought oh it's interesting because I can see where the soul has gone through one experience and now wants to kind of build up and rebalance something else um so that was that was quite ordinary and a bit depressing I was like gosh I was a bit of a bit of a jerk really (laughs) (laughs) you know don't personalize it we've all had that's fascinating (laughs) a Roman soldier yeah so there was that one and then I did see one which is far more you know sort of beautiful and esoteric I'm less embarrassed about that Mm. one it was kind of in Atlantis well I don't know where it was but it looked like Atlantean it was a crystal (laughs) temple and sound healing and it actually when I recalled that it was a long time ago but that's when I started working with sound and healing and found it incredible and music and it was very powerful so that's obviously a lot nicer than saying I was a bit of a grumpy warmongering war soldier but you know we, it's we were all before. yes we've all been around the block yeah exactly <laughs> we've been around the block I'm sure that I was not the nicest in the past as well indeed. well you're making up for it now for <laughs> your beautiful I compassionate so. heart <laughs> Oh, oh man. Oh, okay. This is the last question I ask all the Euro Magic guests, and I'm really curious what you have to say. How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? Oh, mm-hmm. I would say ask, ask the universe. I, if you're really open to it, and it's so perfect, you'll just be in the tail end of a beautiful full moon, um, the full moon of the Masters, actually. So you'll still be feeling it. It's always a few days at least afterwards, but. Just if you're feeling brave, just step into your sacred space, whether it's, you know, looking at nature under the moon or in your meditation and say to the universe, uh, what can you say? Divine ones that, divine ones, enlightened ones that love me unconditionally, please show me how to create and awaken the magic that is my divine birthright and just say it from the heart and just just do it, put it out there. And I promise you that the response and the energy will just flow. Uh, invite it in. That's the thing that I would say, just invite it in and then let whatever your particular 
brand of beautiful crazy is going to be just unfold because it will. I'm glad that you said invite it in because that is perhaps the first step because people are often like, how do I open up? And it's invited in. And I love that prayer. I'm going to put that prayer in the show notes. (laughs) Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Also, where can everyone connect with you and receive your works? So uh, I have my website with uh, alanafairchild.com and I'm on a few different social platforms. You know, I'm on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and I think I'm on Pinterest. I don't know, but I'm, I'm all over the place. So <laughs> but you have a look on the website. That's probably the easiest. And I do a newsletter yeah. um, that keeps everyone up to date with new decks that I'm doing and courses and things. This is always something I'm working on. A, oh, I'm working on a Rumi album at the moment. It's right. Oh, I've loved it. It's just singing in his poetry in English and Farsi and it's just for dance and meditation and oh, I'm so excited to share it but that's in the process at the moment so ah, yeah oh you have so many different creations in the works I do I do I love it it's like that's breathing <laughs> I mean this you are in flow you are truly living your purpose and you're listening and you're creating it and you know bringing it to the world and what more can we ask for oh. Alana this has been so absolutely like, am I in a dream right now? I don't know. This has been so <laughs> beautiful. Thank you so much for your presence and just you're bringing your beautiful free spirit and sharing all these divine messages that really pierce my soul. So oh. thank you. Oh, Raquel, it's been beautiful to speak with you. And I really appreciate the kindness and warmth and generosity that you bring to what Aww. you do and your beautiful work that you're sharing with people to help them. What a lovely thing to see you shining bright. <laughs> Oh, Lana, thank you. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.